Star Wars meets Platoon. Fearless Fred presents Mud 79, a fan-made Star Wars story like you've never heard before. At 17, Solomon Kwai joins the Imperial Army, becoming part of the Galactic War Machine. But will he survive? Get down! Lead the way and list today. Fearless Fred presents Mud 79, a fan-made Star Wars story. Available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Welcome back to the Capes and Tights podcast right here on capesandtights.com. I'm your host, Justin Soderberg. This episode is a bonus episode with Paul Eaton of Galactic Comics and Collectibles in Hamden Street in Bangor, Maine. Available at galacticcomicsandcollectibles.com as well. We talked the Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. 1998 made-for-TV movie on Fox. Discussed its uh, <laughs> its, uh, its place in the Marvel lore right here on the Capes and Tights podcast. We also talked and previewed a little bit of Secret Invasion coming up on June 21st, 2023 to Disney Plus, featuring the ultimate version of Nick Fury, uh, uh, played by Samuel L. Jackson. So enjoy this episode with Paul Eaton of Galactic Comics and Collectibles on Hammond Street in Bangor, Maine right here on the Capes and Tights podcast. Enjoy everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I always want to be like this, like monotone, like welcome back to the podcast, Paul Eaton, <laughs> Galactic Comics and Collectibles. But no, welcome, right? We gotta be excited for this. It's, it's Monday. Woo, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a fill in podcast episode. You couldn't yes. find someone better, so let's get Paul back on again. <laughs> well, I debated. It was so funny as I went back and forth. So I have I, we obviously have scheduled podcasts up going up. Like we have pretty Quite much few, until yeah, August right? going up, and then I every once in a while people need to switch. So uh, uh, you know Matthew Klein had a problem, uh, had a veterinary problem, so he had to switch his podcast episode date. So I had to switch some numbers around, and then I thought. Every once in a while when I do that, there's certain episodes that get stacked and I reorder some and all that stuff. And I was like, should this episode just be another episode? And should the podcast have, should every episode just be numbered? So like, you know, this would right. be, technically this would be like episode number 112 and or whatever. Instead of a bonus and, one. Instead of a bonus. Or should I just right. say all movie reviews and special things like this are are bonus episodes and then if i have a guest on that's a comic creator or comic artist comic writer whatever is the numbered episodes and i was trying to go back and forth back and forth on that so on and so forth so because there's nothing stopping the capes and tights podcast from releasing two episodes in a week that are both numbered i think my mindset went to if it's wednesday it's a numbered episode if it's not a wednesday it's a bonus episode and i think that's where i landed just because even if you just came on and talk and shoot the shit about comics and had nothing to do with this whole nick fury thing it, it it would be just a bonus thing because it's not a on a wednesday and that's where i think right. i landed so that's there what you we're go. doing here i wonder how many yeah. how many of the listeners to cape to tights out there care how this is numbered or even know like how many well, i think know? it goes down to like i just listened to two of my favorite podcasts the off panel podcast with, with david harper uh, from sketch.com and uh, uh the fat man beyond with kevin smith and mark bernard and um yep. both kevin i used to listen uh, to that until he kept promoting the manscaping Yes. So much that I was like, I feel like I'm listening to a Manscaped like, podcast. It's like a podcast uh, about shaving. Mark Bernard and, and David Harper have been guests, both been guests on the podcast. Kevin Smith, one of these days, would come on. But um, oh, yeah. They both hit episode 400, and both of them were like ish, 400 ish. Because technically, like we hit episode 100 with Kyle Starks, but like 
there was a number of bonus episodes in there. There was yeah, like yeah. small one-off things. It's like, well, really, it was like episode 125 if you counted each individual. It's it's like the world of comic books where we yes. need to get to 1,000. So let's make up a few in between to say that. Should this I start is doing that? This is, epi- this is bonus <laughs> episode, but it's legacy episode number whatever. That's get the, the thing number I'll start count doing. up, man. Yeah, that legacy, count up. this is legacy number 151 um, because <laughs> so, but, and that's the other thing I'll talk about comics. I almost did our reviews. We do reviews on the website, right? Uh, comic book yep. reviews. And uh, I almost did it. And I think I might go back and change it to a, be a comic book rating system rating. So instead of it one to five stars to do like yeah. the five stars is like a nine or 10.0. And like, yeah. I would say five stars, maybe it's 9.8. And then nine, eight, right. And then nine, six would be like a four and a half and, you know, like, or whatever, you know, and like doing it down there and do the actual grading system as your comic book rating system. I thought it'd be kind of cool too. Like a very good is a six or something like that. Or yeah, good. that's cool. Very good. good. Is six good or very the, good? The, v, the VG, I think is VG. six, if I remember. Well, I've got to go. We don't know comic books at all. I, I got to go through and like memorize that like system. It's the arbitrary. Fine, the very fine versus the eight O, the seven O. It's yeah. all arbitrary because we don't really know. No, it's all a guessing game. Why? Why is this a nine four? <laughs> it's also I don't know, I was really, old. I was really yeah. happy that the book that I got signed by Jim Starlin when we were in New Hampshire came back a nine eight. Yes, I nailed it. I'm surprised we didn't. That. Oh, we did drop it off. Luckily, we dropped it off. Yeah, we dropped it off at, before we started. Because drinking. if we would have <laughs> after we were drinking, it would have been it would have been a one zero. A five. I would have even, even found it again. We it would have been a point five. Yeah. Six <laughs> years later, be like, oh look at this! It's between the seats in my car. Oh, that was a fun, fun. It was actually brought up, I think, on the a previous episode. That episode about being being a little intoxicated when I talked to um, who was it that I talked to? Was it Dennis Hopeless or John Allison? There's the John Allison episode we talked about it being a little too far. <laughs> Because I asked, and so much you go back and listen to this, but I asked on that podcast. I think you listened to it. Uh, I'm pretty sure you listened to it. But the idea of him wanting to do he doesn't do commissions anymore, but it does, oh, yeah. like, except for beer can artwork. And I said, well, how right. many cans have you done? And he goes, none. That's the point. I really want to do one. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, hmm. Damn, there's your opportunity. We should do yep. one with them. I mean, you know, right? he also, but he lives in England. That was the whole point. We can't get him free, uh, free, free. Uh, oh, beer. yeah, you can't get him any beer. It's a very, it's a very, uh, uh, Oh, sorry, I just got a text message. Yeah, um, uh, free international shipping on alcohols. Yes, a little... I told him whenever he comes over here, though, he just, we'll just set it up that whenever he comes over here, we'll just uh, give him some some beer every time instead of the beer that he's worked on. We'll just give him beer in perpetuity. It's just beer. It's just every here you time go, he comes out. But yeah, uh, nice. Um, nice. I was. I think I was listening to that podcast actually. See, listen, listen. That's when you texted me and said, "Do we get a sponsor?" Yep. Yep. Yes, we did. Kind of. Kind of. And, I was impressed. Fred, the Star Wars fan made story, uh, Mud Seventy Nine, is available now on Curious Cast, and um, Fred will come on in August, in between the first season and the second season, to talk about that as well. I know you're going to listen to it as a big, humongous, diehard Star Wars fan. Such I knew you were so excited for it, but just uh, engulf my life in Star Wars. You can't see it anymore, but these are all Star Wars minifigs or small five inch ones. There's some over here now. Oh yeah, no, I can't. Yeah. You're right. There's Han Solo and Yoda. And a What's the green thing of... over there? But... You got a Secret Invasion book, I see. Oh, yeah. This, this oh. one? Yeah, what's that green guy? Yeah. That's the one I bought from you. It's the... What I, is don't it, know his name. I don't know his name. Oh. 
I say it's funny because it's that stands out. It's just super green against that black. Oh, it's um, come on, begins with a G. It's a Greedo. Greedo, yeah. I didn't think it was, but now I, yeah. you know, yeah, as a humongous Star Wars fan, I am. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you're. Come on now. I get I get brain farts. You gotta, you gotta I, know I, this I'm more getting, than I I'm do. Almost, I'm almost forty years old. Let's let's you know. I have some more coming too on the way, so I I'm just good. Well, they're only like this guy's selling them on eBay for like three bucks, and it's all all of them are none of them have the accessories really. That's that's the thing, like with with vintage loose Star Wars figures with no weapons, they're pretty much three bucks a piece. Which I don't mind. I there's a couple, a... there's a few that aren't, but most of them. Well, I guess I there's guess gonna be one cool. person right now that's gonna comment on this episode of like, oh yeah, how about the Boba Fett like yes. prototype? Yeah, okay, sure. But you know, your your loose naked Star Wars figures are like three yeah. bucks, it's like loose naked Ninja Turtles. They're, yes, they're not all three bucks, but most of them are. And so I just thought, why not have these little figures around and add more to it? And I bought other random things too. That's cool. The, the guy at the store had like, um, I bought a couple of uh, gargoyles and nice. Bebop and Rocksteady. I bought nice. a couple of figures from Small Soldiers. Remember that movie from from uh? You know, I've never seen that movie. <gasps> Such a great. Isn't movie. that terrible? Isn't that terrible? Everybody, everybody comes in and they're shocked that I've never seen that movie. I need to watch it. How about we do a review list. of Toy Story of Small Small? <laughs> See, that's why I can't watch it, because I'm busy watching the 1999 epic movie TV film, Nick Listen, Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're so, going to get into that in two seconds, but I want to know, <laughs> how's yeah. the shop? Shop? Shop's good. Shop's yeah. good. Busy. Um, I, I'm sure we've... If we go back through our uh, conversations, I've probably said this like 20 times that we're looking for a new location because we're okay. so busy that we, we need to find more space to spread out and do shenanigans in. So that's very nice. A little Greedo on the mic there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's everything's everything's going really well. Like I, the comic scene's busy. Um, our book club is booming, I think. I think we can say that. Uh, trade paperbacks are flying out of here. We've had to start a clearance section because I keep buying stuff, so we gotta move stuff that's been sitting too long. Like, all right, let's get it I out. I saw that you had some. Uh, what was the uh, um, what was the action figures I, I picked like, up the other day? Oh, there's two. Uh, uh, Cobra there's Kai. Marvel what, Legends. No, oh, they Cobra oh, Kai? The, the Karate Kid. Yeah, Karate Kid figures. I was like, oh my god, yeah, I the want these. I was like, there's no, there's the problem is with me buying things in package still. It hurts me to open it. Like I, I don't I'm like just, I don't. I, there's certain it. ones I have in package. Like I have my Run the Jewels yeah. things in package. I have some things that are over here. My my Ronin figures are in package. There's certain things that stay in the package. But there's things like that where I buy on clearance and I don't give a shit. I'm like yeah, I so want to open this. But that's why I'm like then I'll just find it somewhere like this Greedo figure open and loose already. So don't ruin someone else's childhood. Oh, just <laughs> open it. it. I know. I know you know, I the, know, I know. the funny thing is I, that came in, I bought all three figures together, the Johnny Lawrence, the um, Daniel and the yeah. Mr. Miyagi and the Mr. Miyagi sold. Yeah. But someone and didn't the other buy it. The like, somebody, somebody came in and was like, Oh man, I've got to have Mr. Miyagi. I, I didn't see that, but like, is, here. like, is the Mr. Mi- is Mr. Miyagi the reason we all watched it? Though, like, I think that's the reason. Like, but I understand yeah, that. But like, maybe, if it was yeah. me, but it was me. It's like, you know, did I like? I, I'm a big X Files fan, huge fan of Fox Mulder. I, I liked Scully, but I'm never gonna buy something that's just Fox Mulder. Like, I bought something on eBay recently that's gonna be coming in. It's 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 Fox and Scully, and a gurney, and like an alien. Like, it's all like one thing that I'm gonna put on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like I sense. wanted that whole set, and it's like. Right, like buying, uh, you know, yeah, um, 
of uh, the pop vinyls of just Fox or just Skull Molly. Like it's it's Scully. I mean, it's one of those things that like I feel like I would buy Mr. Miyagi and at least you know what I mean like in Daniel. Yeah, yeah, like, together. Like, together right. and, and maybe it must have been maybe they had Daniel add the other two or whatever right because it's just maybe funny on a Mr. Miyagi, I would not have guessed that that was going to be the mover and I'd be putting the two on clearance like a year later I'm surprised but about yeah, clearance it's... honestly Cobra Kai is a huge thing right now and all that stuff I, so I like don't know how I, I still I... have these things I've been chilling um yeah no the store's been really good um we just picked up another CGC graded collection speaking of graded comics um I got those over the weekend so that's cool it was busy out buying and trading and bartering and doing ridiculous things and do you see trends at all right now i mean I, in your shop a couple of days a week usually and um we see some things but do you see like people trade waiting a lot more but single issues going up there is there a problem with the number of I... issues being released i know this past month is or this past like i'd say month but the last four weeks have been kind of screwed up because uh we're located in new england if anybody doesn't know that listening to this podcast is uh, there was a problem with distribution of Marvel and IDW comic books with a with a, with a truck accident, and so mm. there was one week with almost seventy titles on it on your pull list, and they yeah. were all new. It was like two weeks old because of the it was two weeks old because of the the truck. Have accident. you seen yeah, people buying crazy. single issues? I mean, I I, I see talking about like split. I think. I mean, we do. I think the the number of trades we're selling has grown, and I don't know if some of that's just the fact that we have grown our customer base so much more. Yeah. Or if it is more people getting into it, and it's also something I recommend a lot just because I retrade. So mm. um, it might be people just kind of following in my footsteps of that's what I say. So, oh, well, all of it, I should grab a trade. Mm. Um, but, I mean, there's still plenty of floppy collectors out there that are doing the, the month to month. And um, I see a lot of the test trying, and I think that's another thing where we push independent comics so much. Um, those indie number ones are just going right out of here because people are like, well, let's see what this is about. Let's try this one. Um, I just got the poll list put out yesterday for this coming Wednesday, and we got some new indie stuff in there, and I see the number ones are all getting gobbled up quick. So, yeah. Um, I, But yeah, that's I, been the I, big push, I think. It's funny. So you talked about the other day about how there's a really strong possibility that comics go to the regular cover price of $4.99 within the yeah. next 12 to 24 months, uh, you know, and so on and so forth. But Honestly, it sounds like money grabbing and it sounds like a problem that the distributors might get some backlash on, but why wouldn't you charge like four ninety nine for a twenty two page issue number one and then charge three ninety nine for the rest? You know what I mean? Like get that extra buck right. on the first issue, which you're likely gonna sell out of or most of right. issue two, three, and four are the ones that honestly it should be weighted. Issue one six ninety nine and issue two, yeah. three, and four if a four issue city series are two ninety nine. So you get your money. <laughs> But you maybe you get it's a couple just, extra people to buy the extra issues because of the fact that they're cheaper. You they're, know, what I mean? they're like, cheaper. And they're like, you know what? I will follow that series along. Yeah, and, yeah. And maybe no, I, I could maybe comic books would sell less if they have. I don't know. But I do see a I lot of people was... buying number ones in in, in in indie number ones. So two reasons: one, I think indie comics are great right now. Uh, the second mm-hmm. reason is is that I think a lot of people are like, is this going to be optioned? And they want. Yeah, we got to speculate on the fact that this could take off because so many independent comics have now. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's, here's a thought I had with so much stuff getting optioned. Is it going to get to a point where the speculating market on that is just going to die off because you can sort of assume it's going to get optioned? Yes like, and no, because yeah, I think it's still going to be some of the show takes off and is really successful or the movie is huge versus it not taking off particularly. Well, so here's the deal. So one of the things I talked about someone else about is like, uh, I think it was Colin Bunn and, and maybe someone else. It might've been, um, Jay Bond and Singa, but like. 
just because it's option doesn't mean it's going to be made. So that's one of those right. weird things that I feel like if anybody sees comic X, Y, and Z get option and you're really like, and you have it and it goes up to 50 bucks, you might actually be, if you're trying to like profit off of it, you might have to be just being better to just sell it then. There's certain yeah, make books that, that are like, I feel like, like I still have, I'm still holding on hard to that something's killing the children. I mean, Netflix, I feel like yeah. once it hits the screen at home, then it's going to bump again. Like it's like one of those things yep. that it gets the instant bump from option when the news comes out, it's option. And then it gets that extra bump when it actually has like a release date and so on and so forth. Those, and, the people that don't follow this world yes. that all of a sudden see it and then find out it's a comic book. And they're like, well, I've yep. got to have that. And mm -hmm. that's where he gets that extra big push in value. Absolutely. But I do say I was trying to look up something. So I, I read a series uh, not too long called called Dead Day. I don't know if you ever heard that that, that series. Um, I forget who yes. Heard it out yes. There. Dead yeah. Day. Yeah. 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 I remember that. That came out what a that? year and a half ago or so. Uh, yeah. It dropped May. That was uh, a cool... two, uh, May twenty seventh, two thousand twenty. But that's Ryan Parrott. Wow. That's who it was. It was it was Ryan Parrott for a minute who now, does uh, who who writes uh uh, uh not teenage mutant ninja turtles um. Power Rangers. Teenage Ryan Perry. Oh, Power Rangers. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, it was on Aftershock uh, and it came out. So that got optioned by Paramount and went direct to series. So that's one of those things that was like not even an option for a pilot or, you know, whatever. And it's like, oh, cool. So I, I read this book and I really liked it. So I had to put it yeah. on my wish list on Amazon or not Amazon on uh, eBay. And I was like, I'll buy a copy. I just been dragging my feet, dragging my feet, dragging my feet. And I was like, oh, I wonder if every once in a while I like go online. Just like, I wonder what the, what the progress of this has been. I mean, it's been three yeah. years. What's the progress? And then I read an article that came out in January that they have canceled it and it's been deleted oh, from the process. So, so, so that book went from a $399, $499 cover price. I mean, it was probably $399, $499 um, cover price to you know, a $15, $20 book. A second got new to the option, but is it now worthless because it got dropped? Right. However, they're shopping the right. So does it get picked up by someone else and jump back up in value? Or is it just like, okay, it's done. It's going to be one of those. It's not going to be a mega hit. And that's, I think, the difference between the speculating market nowadays. It's like the books only go up in value if it's a mega hit. You know what right. I mean? Like there's certain books that jump immediately. They're not over cover price, but they don't ever get to the really point where they're free anywhere. for it. I mean, there's something that's killing the children of four or $500 books is, yeah. is not for every single option thing. So I don't know. I think it's a little bit of everything. And I think personally, I like, you know, me, I'm a floppy kind of guy. I like to have the collections. I like to be able to hold on to things. I like to be able to bag and board. I think it's a, I've, I've written an article for our website about it being a um, mental exercise, an escape from the crazy world we live in is I can sit here, mm. put a movie on above me right here and just bag and board and, and put issues away and organize. And on Saturday I went through and there any issues that are missing that are not in my database to make sure that I'm not overbuying or buying multiple copies or yada, yada, yada. And I think that's an you escape. want to come over and do my collection? Cause <laughs> I haven't I think... had time and they're piling up. And I think it's just an escape for me. And I wrote about how about mental health wise, it's like, it's, I'm not buying anything or paying any money to sit in my office here and go through the books that are behind me and make sure that like, okay, crap, I'm missing firepower number 19. I, I don't know what happened. I, I must've missed it on poll. Mm. I must've whatever. So I got to check in to see who has it and so on and so forth. And then I, then I maybe purchase it. Or, or I have a list right here actually somewhere of like comics that like, there's a list of comics. It's hard to see cause it's white, but a list of yeah. comics that I'm missing and I was like, ah, oh, I buy enough comic books from you that every once in a while one gets pulled, doesn't get pulled, whatever it may be. And uh, it, 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 that to me is a big thing. But I understand the trade waiting and I understand the binging aspect that we've, we've, we've come to, you know, get used to in this I world. I think that's probably one of my biggest factors in trade is being able to sit okay. there and binge the entire story and get it all in one go. 
Um, See, I think that's my big factor. I can't. I don't have the patience to wait, like between the issues. Um, last Ronin about killed me when I was reading yeah. that issue to issue. Well, that's different. I, that's a that's no. A... So well, yeah, that was that was an unreasonable length of time between well, one issue. Yeah, to I don't next, understand. But... I, to me personally, I don't understand the. We all st- if it wasn't the turtles, would it have done? Right. Like you know, that's the thing because because to me right. personally, I'm like, can you imagine if a TV show just came out with an episode like once a month, like a comic? Yeah. So so TV shows come out weekly, right? Yeah. Or when they're, when they're serialized like that, they're weekly. And us living in the comic book world, it's monthly. So if a TV show came out weekly, started coming out monthly, like these came out every three months or so, yeah. would it contain, would it still have that, like, I don't know. I feel like it would be a pain. It's even more of a pain. Can you imagine if there were only like a, a 27 minute episode or whatever doing mm-hmm. that? Like there's, if it was like quote unquote movie length, maybe you could like, Stick with but even them. that, people are kind of upset but, with the new new model at Netflix, the whole part one, part two thing. Like they like right. they released part one in June, like The Witcher season three, whatever's coming out. Part one coming out in June, and part two coming out in July. And they're like, I just want to watch the whole thing. And it's like, well, do something else in your life other than watch The Witcher. No, <laughs> That's a, um, the instant gratification we live in now, the world we live in. Yeah, like my, but like I said, my kids certain... never knowing what it's like to get up and have Saturday morning cartoons, and that be it. Like, oh, there's certain yeah, things gone, in the comic book industry that could do that. I think Saga having a couple year wait can do that. I think, you know, uh, you know, the um, Turtles having every three months come up with something cool yeah. like that. I can see that. I, there's certain people who can do that, and I think that they'd be fine. It's just hard to think of everything being able to that, do that. But, yeah, and yeah. that's one of those things that I was talking about um, uh, at the comic book shop. I'm not going to call out any names or any publishers or anything like that, but there's a comic book that I was waiting for number five on. I couldn't find it. And then I talked to the creator and the creator said something about the publisher having issues and all that stuff. And I said, like, we're still hoping that they figure those issues out and we can release it. And I'm like, it's already been four or five months or four months. Yeah, since it's really hard. Came out. If you say, even if they get things figured out in the next couple of months, when is that going to be published? Is it a year later issue five comes out? It's like, at right. that point, are we even going to get an issue five? If they get it figured out, are we just going to get a five issue trade? And issue probably. Five and that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. Like we talked probably about what's going to happen is the way that goes. Yeah. So it, it, you know, if it was issue two or three, maybe they would have said, okay, let's continue the series on. But with it being the last issue, it just seems like a waste, especially because this issue, this, this, this distributor I was talking about is having financial issues. I don't know why I'm hiding it. It's aftershock. Aftershock is the one that had went bankrupt and, or is filing or in chapter 11 right now. It's not like it's that's not. Su- and, and it kind of surprised me to be aftershock because I feel like they, they're not a, a big independent printer, and they're but that almost might you would think keep them safe if they're not huge. The two recent ones, the big one, I say big ones, Aftershock, and then IDW with their restructuring. Both yeah. of them have media holdings, which is TV and movies and, yep. and shit like that. Which I seems like if you're a comic book publisher, to get That's... into that industry, as seems like it's a lot more money. To do this, I was gonna say, you're, and if it you're doesn't gonna, work out, it's a lot more risk. A lot of money for that, and yeah, and so, the risk on that is huge. I would think. Yeah. So, uh, transitioning media holdings and all that stuff. Let's oh, talk. That. Let's talk. Nick Fury, Agent of Shield. There's no real reason because there's absolutely zero connection, except for the fact Nick Fury <laughs> name will be Fury. in this TV show, Secret Evasion, yep. coming up on June 21st. Uh, is that we wanted to watch this? I just was going through something. I forget what it was. Oh, I watch movies a lot, like just randomly in my office, and, and I was mm. trying to find movies that are like hour and a half, hour twenty, to get some non-three-hour movies. And I watched Watchmen 
And I was like, okay, I need something smaller than that. You know, you don't want to put Titanic on in the background. (laughs) And so I I searched in my database of movies for a hour and a half movie. So and so far, the Nick Fury Agent of Shield came up. And I was like, oh, God damn it. We need to watch that. And then I thought, well, if I'm going to watch it, I might as well watch it with Paul and let make or make Paul watch it and we'll do it. So I will say, um, it came out, what did I say it came out in 1998? 99, right? Nope, 98. Because it's 25 years old. Wow. Oh, hey, look, 25th anniversary ish. Yes. Well, 20, maybe we <laughs> talked because we actually talked about doing this episode. That's the fun thing about this. It's like, so I, I messaged Paul and I was like, Are you free on June 12th? We're going to do a recording. Da, da, da. And he goes, Cool. Yes. I go, Now that I say you booked the episode, now you need yes. to watch Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, the made for TV movie uh, back from 1998. And then now I let it me up. tell you what you're doing. <laughs> I looked it up. That day we talked, Paul, was May 26th. 2023 we literally talked on the 25th anniversary of this movie because that's when it came out it was may 26 1998 so that's kind of funny that. how we did that and uh so agent of shield uh, nick fury agent of shield to clarify for anybody who's listening to this or watching this nick fury that you see in this movie is the regular marvel universe nick fury the nick fury yeah. we see in the, the movie, original the nick fury was the ultimate version of 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 a nick fury which was actually designed after Samuel L. Jackson. So it came yeah. before he was actually cast, but it was the the whole idea was like we would see the Marvel uh, Ultimate Universe this being the Nick Fury we want, and then obviously he came on board and he's been the Nick Fury. I mean, I uh, he's been in so many different things, but like in my mind, I still picture him with the eye patch on as Nick Fury. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's pretty funny to see that. But it came out in 1998, so we're 25 years. Old. It was a backdoor pilot, Paul. It was supposed to be a TV show. So the idea was. Well, like, I was going to say the way it ends, you can feel that they are hoping that this yep. is going to get picked up. Yeah. And it's funny God because I, it wasn't. I seem to look back. <laughs> Looking well, back at my childhood yeah. era, yeah. this like there were a lot of sci fi action adventure series running. So I guess it makes yeah. sense. This was their big probably hope that. Was this an ABC, did you say? This Fox. is what this was. Fox, okay, all right. Which is funny uh, because Fox ended up going on to own like all the the Fantastic X-Men Four stuff and, and all X Men. And yep. this came out four years after the the non released uh, Fantastic Four movie. And it's one of those things that we watched the Fantastic Four movie. This movie was better. I will say that it, it was not by far. But if you had a gun to the head, but gun to the head, a little pick, better. You're you're a, you're you're on a TV. You're at Marvel. Pick one yeah. of these two movies to put on TV and actually show to people. Yes, I can understand why they picked. Yeah, I'd probably go with Nick the Fury. One. First of all, Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, has less, just like the Agents of Shield TV show that came out on ABC, has less special effects needed. It can be more yeah. practical effects. Like there's like at least the Fantastic Four is like you couldn't. It was so much with superheroes flying and flames. It's so and, hard with the Human Torch yeah. and how he looks when he's on fire and firing and. Um, yeah, just the thing in general. I mean, the thing's got to be yeah. super hard. That's a lot of like costuming and this and that to do, I'm sure. Um, so it's, versus, it's yeah, they, this pretty much covers regular humans. Like, they're it's secret agents. Yeah, yeah, it's a cop show. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so easy. Yeah, yeah, cop show, James Bond, uh, all that you stuff. You got some random sci fi stuff. Yeah. Um, can I say, and, and, okay, so I grew up absolutely loving Knight Rider as a kid. Yes. I, I remember getting up. Um, and, and during the day and like trying to keep track of when Knight Rider was coming on TV so I could watch it because that was my jam. Um, I guess I would have thought David Hasselhoff was like a better actor 
Maybe. I don't know. Like this was Did he did he phone it in though? Like it's my question. Like I, I... Right. I like, guess not. Why would you do that? I mean, back at night. What, I mean, what was Nightmare out? And, and they were hoping to make this a series, right? Like it was. There was. It was very cornball. Like, and I don't think it was necessarily intentional. It wasn't like you know your '66 Batman stuff. Yeah. I don't think it was intended to be as quote unquote cheesy as it was. Yeah, it's pretty I don't hokey. Know. It, like, is pretty it is hokey. pretty hokey. And, like, I'm assuming this was sort of, like, a, a family action-adventure series we're trying to do. Like, there's a lot of, like, gunfire and shooting and stuff, but, like, yeah. no blood or anything. Um, but still, like, the overall acting was just not all that good. Yeah, I was trying <laughs> to figure out what really other not. movies, other than Baywatch. What, I mean, in Knight Rider. Baywatch, Knight Rider. Knight it's Rider in the 80s. Yeah, it was, yep. was self and different strokes, but not like an actual like regular. It's funny because David Hasselhoff is kind of famous for being David Hasselhoff, like yes, to a degree. Which is also right? kind of funny. Do you like, think? Do you think James Gunn wrote in, uh, in in the Guardians of the Galaxy that David Hasselhoff was the person that 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 uh, Star Lord was in love, like wanted to be, or his father be his dad? He pretended because was his of dad. this. Do you think it's a oh pseudo like Easter egg? <laughs> like you know what I mean? <laughs> that like, would have been. That'd be pretty amazing, really. Like, that'd I, be if, I, awesome. if I had the opportunity to ch- ask James Gunn, I would love to ask him that question because of the fact that it, does, it would be funny yeah. if it, that, that's the specific reason why. It'd be like saying if, if there was more of a famous person in that Fantastic Four movie, if they were just using that as it also as a Right, character. using him as the person. Yeah, because like this was I, – I never knew that there was a David Hasselhoff S.H.I.E.L.D. movie, you know, Nick Fury movie out there. So that would have been great if he saw this at some point and was like, you know what, I'm going to have him obsessed with – David Hasselhoff. Yeah. Um, Hasselfroff, uh, according to other characters in the Guardians of the Galaxy. No. So yeah. <laughs> the funny thing about this movie, so David Hasselhoff stars in it as Nick Fury. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing to me is there's a lot of actual Marvel-centric characters that we don't get. Like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on, yeah. on AABC didn't bring in uh, Val, and he didn't bring in Andrea Von Strucker. Obviously, there's because of the fact that there was other there's other moving parts now than there yeah. were in 1998. More than. Um, but like Dum Dum Dugan was in this. And, 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 By the way, not well casted Dum Dum no, Dugan. No, not at all. all. We, no, he did. He doesn't act like him. Basically, we got his name. Yeah. But I was impressed with the amount of name dropping yes. of Marvel characters there yeah, was the... in this. Yeah, there was quite a few name dropped um, things. Um, Hydra is definitely like evil. Yeah, like, they're I, evil. I, I... I love that Hydra aspect of uh, it's one of my favorite things. I mean, I have a Hydra pin. It, it seems so weird because it's technically Nazis, but like it's fake. Come on, people. Uh, well, and yeah. like realistically, it's gone beyond that, right? Like yes. the Red Skull had worked as a Nazi, but then he himself started picturing himself like that Hitler yes. didn't have big enough plans for domination. And, and Red Skull's like, like move beyond the Nazis and like so Hydra and the Red Skull I feel like have gone away from that enough that you can say that it's not necessarily it's an origin because of Captain yeah. America but I think but, it's like it's one of the faults that we have and one of the things I love about Marvel is the fact that it's based in the real like basically like we talked about it's based in the real world yeah. I'm using air quotes here people um right based in the real world meaning that we, we talk about real things in this world well, like this locations. has New York City in it New York City Manhattan is like real locations. What so Hydra targeting. had to be connected to something negative and something bad and i think that's why yeah. the nazis were involved in this whole thing like well, back in the, with the creation of it but like in the 1940s was, was when captain america yeah. and the right skull were created so if it the makes dc perfect if sense. this is the dc universe hydra would have just been hydra it wouldn't have been connected yeah. to any nazis so it's like would it be okay is it okay for me to like like 
like villain organizations than are connected to the Nazis. But I, you know, it's one of those things is I've talked to Jay yeah. Cochran, our, our tattoo artist, about that, about like how I love this is a tattoo or a drawing that someone has out there. It's half the Shield logo, half the Hydra logo, and I've always mm. battled back and forth on whether or not I want to put that on my skin because I'm like, well, Hydra kind of represents nazis and like it's not like but it's not like i'm putting a swastika on my fucking body it's a fake organization people from a fake comic book these are not real yeah and so uh, it's one of those things that i've laughed about but yeah there's so much easter eggs in a sense that it's not actual easter eggs because they're making a movie based in the marvel universe so it wasn't like Mm. but like to me watching and going oh that's kind of cool that i mean it was definitely made for tv it yes. was um i'm trying to remember the 90s <laughs> you know the hard part is like having my childhood like love of stuff that i watched i'm trying to picture things i watched and going is this on par like does the other stuff i was watching then just as hokey or not I think so. because w- watching it it's definitely super hokey like the the quinjet coming into land like looks like a model quinjet like in no, a backdrop. i just this weekend there's a lot of weird like stuff that just doesn't it doesn't like really look great and i'm wondering like did everything look that bad back then i maybe? think so and i just and and it's I hard notice, to say right? too where you, you didn't have high def and you didn't have no. all these things so like you got a lot of forgiveness in the like recording and filming of this stuff back then too you can't hide it now we 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 have what are, oh this weekend i watched Generations, Star Trek Generations, and I watched oh, yeah. uh, First Contact, and I, I honestly have seen scattered episodes of Next Generation growing up and stuff like that, like here and there. And I thought, oh, I almost, I was, I tackled the first two episodes, or technically the first three episodes of of Next Generation, thinking like, oh, okay, Jonathan Frakes is coming to Bangor. Yeah, those first, those first two seasons of Next Generation are rough. And so I thought to myself, those were made in the 80s, but generations and things like that were made obviously after that. And so I thought to myself, like watching Star Trek Generation movie, when they looked at the bases and stuff that they were looking at, it it looks like a model. And so like one of those things, like I, would yeah. you put this on par with, I mean, I'm guessing Marvel and Fox is trying to make something that's on par, at least with like Star Trek, because that was a big sci-fi TV yeah, show. Yeah, Star Trek was huge at the time. And, and yeah. so I would imagine so, this would be on that same to... level. A lot of Star Trek, you were getting space, so you could just have ships battling and, you know, the black backgrounds and some stars and this and that, versus this having to be in a real-world environment. Like, so it, it definitely looks cheesy. Yes. Um, but you know what? It's it's 1998, like... Do you want me to tell you what the budget of this was, TV movie. Like, what are you going to get? Can you guess um, what the budget was? Ooh. Um... So the so the fantastic part, first of all got a million well first of all anybody wants to go back on our our yeah. Spotify or Apple or whatever and listen to our episode on Fantastic Four movie because we did talk about that if you want to talk about yeah. that listen to that but Fantastic Four we talked about that one was made for a million dollars what do you think the budget yeah, on this one million dollar budget so what do you think it is well million? you know what I bet I, Hasselhoff would have eaten up I'm sure a pretty penny of the budget so let's go one and a half mil. We gotta six pay. We gotta pay house million dollars. Six million dollars? Holy! I cannot believe they spent six million dollars on this. Dear God, there's so many <laughs> other things we could have done. <laughs> I was trying to think about it. If this is made for a backdoor pilot on a thing, you're wow. talking. But think about it. how much is this Woo. new, like these new Lord of the Rings TV shows and in, in Game of Thrones being made for right. hundreds of millions oh, of dollars. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, if it's you true. think about it, in a yeah. sense, I, I can. Then it's hard because the quality then, the quality now. So when you're looking at what six million dollars bought you, then you're like, wow. 
I wasn't the quality spend, wasn't there, but, but it wasn't. No, it was a but, feature film that was put on TV. It was yeah. made. And you know what? There was a lot of sets in this. Like this wasn't was $6 like million one was... one set that you just kept going back yeah. to. Like there was numerous sets being used. I would yeah. say throughout this movie and filming, like either in New York or Toronto or something, because they had like the the street scenes like yeah. going on. So there was there was a lot going on in this thing for sure. It's a six million dollars made for TV. It's not available on US. DVD, by the way, if you want to buy this for like to watch on your own DVD player at home, it's not available because it's only available on PAL, which is a, the uh, the DVD players from like Europe and stuff like that, wow. which is really weird how like it's available in Europe, but it's Why? not available here. It must be some right. sort of distribution right things or something. Yeah, probably. Hopefully um, someday Disney Plus gets a, a rights to this. I think it'd be it great because... to have like a category on Disney Plus that has like the Fantastic Four unreleased movie, this, yeah. like the old Captain Americas and all that stuff, Man oh Thing, God, all these movies that were like the old, like the, yeah. Oops, I wish we didn't make these movies. Yeah. <laughs> like that's the category. The, the cheese factor. Just this if you want cheesiness, man, here you go. You like, think uh you you think the Eternals was bad? Watch these. I was, say, I was just gonna say that. So you thought Eternals was bad. Yeah, that can be the uh the target level of everything. It shows um, him below, like when you watch the Eternals at the bottom of the screen, it says you might like these too. It's like a category, it's like Okay, before you rate this movie, watch these movies. <laughs> so, like when I when I watched Eternals, I was when I had COVID there, um, and I posted on Facebook like Gargoyles, the original Gargoyles animated yeah. series over Eternals. Yes, I I might yes. go Nick oh. Fury, Agent of Shield oh, over no. Eternals for like entertainment factor. Well, what did, what did I say? I said the original the best Fantastic Four movie was showing up that last yes. like yes that last like twenty second thirty second clip of Pip and everything. I I. Was telling my wife because she hasn't watched Eternals and yeah. we were gonna uh, go see Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, oh, you know what? You've got to see this because it could yeah. pop up in Guardians. And I fast forwarded through the entire movie. She's like, well, don't I need to watch this? I'm like, nope, nope, you don't. There you go. That's all you got to see right here. You know what I'm um, gonna love? As a big Marvel fan, I'm gonna love the fact that it is gonna become necessary. Like they're gonna like make a movie out in the next few years. Somewhere you have like, to like, watch. If you Eternals. didn't watch Eternals, you were screwed to watching this. But oh. yeah. I, but I told you that I think the Fantastic Four movie that wasn't released is the best Fantastic Four movie that's ever been made. It has higher ratings from fans and it's like insane. the Doctor like, Doom and it was dope. Like it was awesome. Absolutely it was, horrendous movie, but like it's not good, no. It's not I mean, let's be honest, Fantastic Four has not done well. Like they're gonna put so much time, effort, and money into this new Fantastic Four movie because they have to make something that lives up. At least the, the Spider Man movies. Like people complain, like outside of the Marvel or outside of comic book world, yeah. people complain that they've rebooted Spider Man so many times. Right. And, and including this new Spider-Verse stuff. That's like there's like four or five iterations of feature film Spider-Man. Yeah. But each one right. of them is like is it has its own goodness. Like Toby yeah. McGuire is obviously the, like one of the best. And then you have like Tom Holland is the best of I think in my opinion for live action. And, yeah. But it's not like the Andrew Garfield ones like absolute shit. It's like not as good no, as everything I, else, but not I personally you know... think I mean I love Tom Holland, but I really, really enjoy Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I think all the like, Spider-Man's have been great hit out of the park. His, the actual I didn't like character Spider-Man. But... Yes, that's what I'm saying. I think the Spider-Mans themselves yeah. have been out of the park. It's the villains that have been like kind of, or the storylines that have been kind of questionable. Wishy washy. The yes, dancing on yeah. the street in a black suit. Kind oh of my god! Stuff. I only watched that movie in the theater once. So that gives you an idea. I usually rewatch Marvel movies, and some of them I rewatch over and over again. I watched the third Spider-Man movie from Tobey Maguire in the theaters, and I have never watched that movie again. I love they call. I, I keep out. going back, thinking I might sometime. I need to get a copy to just have in here and just play it, and then it can be in the background. And every once in a while, I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I remember this now." <laughs> I, I love how they called themselves on on the Spider Verse movie, the first one. 
Yeah. He's like explaining to himself, like, I'm the one and only Spider Man. He's going through the whole thing. And he's like, and for some reason, I did this. And he's just walking down the street dancing. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it to death. But so, so, Paul, we've talked about this outside of recording. Yeah. Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., 1998, was written by David S. Goyer. Okay. David S. Goyer is an excellent movie writer. Like, you know this for, we, we've done, we'll talk about why. He's excellent. This is one of his early works. He's written yeah. multiple, multiple superhero movies. So if I would have guessed, you had a million guesses. Would you yeah. have guessed? If I gave you a hundred guesses no. that the guy who wrote the Dark Knight trilogy also was the guy who wrote Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. No, I would not have would guessed not that. Have guessed that. I not will say... Once. Plot wise, so that was some of my problems with the Fantastic Four movie yes. was like some of the plot that just flat out made no sense. Yeah. This has a beginning and end, I mean, uh, yeah. like in the middle. There's everything connects. Um, you have name dropping and like character developments and like there there's stuff going on in here. Yes. Um, I think I had a hard time with the acting. Nick, mm-hmm. like David Asoff was very blah. Like, I don't even know. And it's funny because we talked in the store about this. Um, 1998 and in real, even to a degree today, he's a great cast. Like, yes. if you're going to say, I mean, he looks like the Nick Fury oh. of the comics. My you know. first note was not the worst casting to play Nick Fury. Honestly. No. Like, no, if no. you were to he tell me. Like that... the role. Yes. He's, he's, got, he's got the like, gray the, hair on the side there. Yeah, the he's the got side, the, the, the height, eye patch is perfect. Like, yes. The build. Built, he's muscled. He's like, um, and he's an action adventure, quote unquote, like actor star from that he's era. He's a hunk. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he has that hunk aspect that people are attracted to him. Right. 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 Yeah. No, it, it like the David Hasselhoff casting you would have thought would have been like perfect when I was like, when you told me this, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's a perfect casting. But, but boy, they spent the most screen, money on that. <laughs> Yeah, and on screen, he's just, it's like you said, he's yeah. like, he, he just kind of wrote it. And he just didn't, no, he just phoned it he in. Looked, didn't really he, care. Honestly, like, I, don't, he, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't come across like he was trying to have a series made out of this thing. He acted like a, uh, 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 he was, he acted like he's dumb. Like he has no common sense. Like he's like a, mm. like a bimbo actor. You know what I mean? Like he acted right. like it was like he didn't really know what he was doing, even though like you're watching Baywatch yeah. and things like that, he's actually really good at it. And like, you know, even though people don't watch Baywatch for Nick, uh, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> I watched uh, it a lot back then, but it wasn't for David Hasselhoff. <laughs> uh, wait, he was in that? No. Um, the, yeah, right. Was it? That's no, weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. The, so, but also the other acting is, is crazy in the in the fake German oh, yeah. accents on the on, mm-hmm. on, on, on uh, um, um, the von Struckers and all those people. Like it's yeah, just, it was really weird. And, yeah. You know, the other bad thing that made him worse, I think is the one-liners. Oh, the one-liners were bad. They were but not was, even well like, listen, ready for this, Roman? poorly delivered. I'm going to give you three of them. Ready for this? Yeah. Let us let us rock. Let us roll. Yeah. Uh, not good. Looks like I heard it. I don't know why I wrote that one. That doesn't make any sense to me right now after watching it. I'll get vampire. I'll get that vampire's blood if I have to suck it from its neck. <laughs> what the hell? Yes. <laughs> what the hell was that? I was like, are you kidding me? The the, the Von Strucker's kids are creepy. I tell you that much. Right and the that. zoom in on him every oh, time he was yes. delivering one of these. You, it was like it, of... you knew it was coming. It was almost like they backlit his like backlit him and they zoomed in on his face and then he said 
a really bad one. <laughs> Do you remember um, uh, CSI Miami? Did you ever watch any of that where the guy, that no. his name, uh, but the main guy, cast, they do the cold opening and he'd be doing something and he'd go, he'd take his sunglasses off and he goes, looks like we have a dead body. And then like, would like, and play the music. <laughs> That's exactly what I felt like every time he said one of those things, it would like 90s zoom in on him and he would say things like, let us rock, let us roll. And I'm like, what the f- like, are you kidding me? Like, did someone actually this prove this? This is all you like, this is amazing. <laughs> But yeah, like that's hard because I think like, why I think the writing has something to do with it. I do think that yeah. this is also a reason, Paul, why second chances are a big thing. That's right. why I'm always a, like if you if you look at someone who's like, you know, you have a you have a regular customer in your store who's like was very negative about everything. Not Disney Plus has nothing good on it. Da, 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 da. And it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's like the Eternals. If the Eternals was the first movie in the in the MCU ever. There's certain people who would never watch another MCU movie, even though yeah, the, the next it. few movies, Guardians came out, Guardians 3 came out since then. So, like, the Spider-Man movie yeah. has come out. So, like, you have I went to Spider-Man this weekend, by the way. It was much better than the Nick Fury Agent Shield movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the idea that that people don't give other chances to it and the fact that yeah. he, went on, he went on to write the Blade trilogy, too. Right. He wrote the Blade trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman. <clears throat> So is that, that the, that may the not director? The director has many other projects on it. On it, so his name is uh, Ron Rod Hardy. He has many other projects, including the Powers TV show, which is based on the comics by Brian Michael Bendis. So, like, which yep. was really good, but no one saw though because it was on a freaking Sony streaming network on a PlayStation Three or whatever. But I say never saw it. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. But it was great. Yep. So, like, there's definitely one of those things that you have to give people opportunities. The guy was early in his career. He got the opportunity to write Nick Fury, Agent Shield cool i'm sure there was other people involved in it. it's made for tv that's the other thing because right. it was made for tv would we have gotten a little bit more like grungier like i know ultimate yeah. nick fury is a little bit more cleaner in, around the edges whereas i feel right. like regular marvel universe nick fury white nick fury uh is um grunge like more a little bit more rough on the edges and so like yeah, has that much. more well, like I, he so the nick fury origin is that he fought in world war Two. yes and got into some sort of serum gas or whatever in a battle that like longevity like gave him longevity um but he nick fury to a degree doesn't really age no like where i feel like steve rogers awakens and the first thing he does is like he always has his morals yeah from the 40s and this like this moral compass but then steve still is like trying to learn about this and that and like nick fury just like what you see is what you get yeah like he's a gruff old dude that's used to fighting in trenches and like that's what he is yeah. you know what i mean it's like forgiving grandpa for being inappropriate like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's nick fury like which is what part of the reason why i think that once we get into it, we'll get into it a little bit about talking about previewing secret evasion a little bit but like that's why i think mm. why marvel went ultimate and one of the reasons is why ultimate version is a little bit more yeah yeah a little bit more, little bit more family gonna... yes no it's a little yeah. bit more yeah plus i mean it is way that marvel universe was able to 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 diversify a little bit by putting the ultimate universe being african-american whereas you know adding yeah. an african-american character in when there's not that many <laughs> in the marvel universe in the first place because no, all the, not many all the characters streets. were created in the 40s and 60s like, when there wasn't very much Right. Diversity. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, not a lot of mainstream stuff. Right. So, yeah, so it's a good opportunity to have have that. And, I mean, Samuel L. Jackson, I mean, anytime yeah. you can have Samuel L. Jackson, you say yes. Like, hell yeah. But, Nick, you mentioned the whole David Hasselhoff wasn't great at acting in this one, which is really 
apparent when you actually watch the movie. Oh, bad. Yeah. It was the yeah. only name that I recognized, but again, I grew up in the 80s. I was born yeah, in the I didn't recognize anyone else. So it's possible some of those other people could have been someone. I just didn't remember who they were. Mm. Um, every single Nick Fury still was the best character in this movie. If that says anything, we didn't like yeah. it that much. All the other characters, the Von Strucker kids were, were creepy and weird, uh, but yeah. not like, but more like they, they were, yeah, I don't know. Arnim Zola was weird and awful. It, it, you know, yeah. uh, you know, uh, yeah. Everybody, everybody was really dumb, dumb. Dugan, we talked about it, was just a weird casting on that. It was it cool to even, see those people. They threw the name in for it, but it was like we needed yes. to have this guy. He could have just been some director of operations, so and so, and it wouldn't have mattered because he didn't. He didn't look like the character. He didn't act like the character. Yeah. yeah. It was we just threw the name out there for the sake of name dropping him. I almost think more than anything. Um, and he's friends with Nick Fury. Like that was your they're friends. Yes. Um, uh, some of the the plot. I mean, the Pierce, the guy that was like Pierce, who was like a cheesy rookie Shield agent, yeah. whatever, like goofy cornball kid. Um, not overly well done. No. Um, the opening sequence when you get Nick Fury. What the hell's he doing? But why is he in this is he mine? mining? <laughs> yes, he's trying to pay what? for his retirement. The shield doesn't have a very good retirement package. He's looking for gold <laughs> or coal. What the hell? Something. What the hell is he doing? They never something, like, he's not, something that not shows clean. he's muscular. He's he's not. He's off the. Yeah. They were trying to like, okay, how can we put off this? That he's, he's, he's strong off grid. Can he? It's he, like he uh, put... the opening of Commando, where Arnold Schwarzenegger lives in the middle of nowhere and he cuts down the street yeah. and he's carrying the tree back. But we're like, we well, we can't, Nick... we can't just rip off Commando, so let's have him swinging a pickaxe in a mine. Well, why don't you just like, have him like in a cabin somewhere in the woods, like hanging right. out with a Unabomber or something? Like, what the hell is he doing? And then, <laughs> then the kid shows up and he starts beating on the like what looks like a yep. cardboard door. Yes, and you know Nick Fury goes off and hides in the shadows, gets his gun and his stuff, and like, then then the kid comes out and randomly starts running down. A wide open tunnel that I'm like could have saved yourself some time, bro. Like, <laughs> if there's a wide open tunnel in the back, why are you banging on the cardboard door out front? That took way too long for this kid to get into. Like the the opening sequence is just it sets you right off for what you're going to be prepared to watch. Yes, it's it, it, not. It's and wild. there's moments of these practical effects, like I said, the door being but it was like obviously a bright light behind it for some weird reason. Mm. It didn't look like daylight. It looked like. E.T.'s ship was landing. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, are we looking at an alien? Like, what the hell are we looking at right now? And then this kid comes running through this. And so the door is like a, why is there a door there? Like easily could have just been pushed over as it was like in a cave, but it was like a thin plywood door that like, yeah. And then like the lights coming through all of it and the whole thing's shaking. And also like, like the ominous door being beaten in, I expected like this, like, so my favorite movie, Robocop, when all of the bad guys are in this plant and the door starts shaking yeah. and then Robocop steps in, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, or like a horror movie and the monster comes. Said this random doofy kid in a flight yeah. suit comes jogging through. Like, <laughs> It was just weird. You know? <laughs> all of it, none of it made like a lot of sense in this opening sequence. And it definitely, definitely sets you up for like, oh, here we go. Like, this is what we're going to be looking at. And I'm trying to figure out, so like with those special effects, like I said, some of them weren't, some of the practical effects weren't bad. Most of them were pretty sketchy. I'm trying to think of when I'm watching, so I watched the first episode I mentioned about the Star Trek, the next generation, and then watching the first episode of that. And then you go to watch the TV, the movies, like generations. Mm. The problem with 
TV shows that become movies back in the 90s or early 2000s or 80s and 90s and 2000s is you're trying to you're using the same characters you're using a lot of the same sets you're using a lot of the same, so it's just a tv show that's longer that's on a big screen and yeah and everyone has like an expectation of it then too so when i go it's to cool. watch generations i'm looking at it going this is just a longer episode of tv like it's just like a it's like mm -hmm. the, the effects didn't get better because they had a bigger no. budget like that nope trying to think back on this if this was actually a pilot this became a tv show would it have been a pretty good quality created TV show because of this was like it looked like a movie in my opinion like it looked like a crappy made movie but it made it look like a movie yeah did that yeah, would have like been a, a better t or would they have been like okay six million dollars for the pilot and then every episode has a hundred thousand dollar budget and then we would have right. had shit the rest of the time <laughs> you better you better be planning on reusing that helicarrier a lot maybe that was the those, whole problem was like we liked the movie like flying by that were like obvious unnecessary it would have been the, we're just yeah, in the movie that same cut scenes like oh a helicopter taking off and then every episode is this exact same helicopter taking off every yep. single time it's like wait yep. it was nighttime is this daytime i don't understand what's going on you right see now. old animated fight sequences there yeah. where it's just the same like the Voltron forming every time and pulling his sword every time because that way we don't have to redraw anything. Yeah, yeah. This probably would have had an awful lot of like the helicarrier flying by, the the Quinjets like yeah. zipping through clouds. Like it would have had someone holding one like. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, characters was... come... <laughs> so, so... <laughs> and then Nick Trey runs by. Um, some of this like stuff was was not great. Um, another one that is funny. This is just one that irritated the hell out of me. Um, every time David Hasselhoff fires a gun, he's shooting it like gangster style. Yeah. What is he doing? <laughs> did who, David Hasselhoff did, anyone, did cool. anyone even teach David Hasselhoff how to? So like, part, yeah, I mean, he of, used to shoot a gun in Night Rider. What is part he doing? Would say that he's he's the he's the name, right? He's the name in the entire right. show. So it's like if you have a show yep. that has this one person on it, and. Yep. You're so quote unquote lucky potentially to have this one person, right? This you just one let them big, do whatever well the hell they want. Like I'm sure back you just then, let, like whatever, were oh, you shoot you you want, solely you, for his name. You kick whatever you want. You watch whatever you do, whatever you want. Look whatever yep. you want. Speak whatever you want because you're the person. And is there anybody on? I mean, did we talk about David S. Gore being the writer and Rod Hardy being the director? Like haven't done much prior to this. Do they just like feel lucky to do this? So whatever, David, you're the you're the actor. You can do what you want. We're the one paying. You're getting paid big bucks. Right. And then he's just doing this whole thing and the gun that like only he could do, but it'll blow up. Cheesy like, gun. Well, I just think it's also funny with that, that scene specifically when they go to give him the gun, it's like obvious foreshadowing. Like, do you never like see in a yeah. movie like this good foreshadowing where it's like you didn't notice it until the second thing happens? Yep. And you're like, oh, that makes sense. But when you're watching the first thing that knowing that it's gonna be foreshadowed, like, <laughs> like the fact that he gets yeah. like, this thing, it blows backwards. Like, okay, at some point in this movie, they're gonna, you know, the someone gonna else is gonna have it. it, it's gonna blow yeah. backwards. And so, yeah. but I just maybe he just was given carte blanche and saying, hey, do what the hell you want, whatever, whatever. Like, and then he just yeah. started following the gangster style. And, I don't know. Um, it was, it, we didn't go into this watching this being like, this was gonna be a freaking hell of a movie. It was no. like one of those things that I feel like there's certain things we talked about in our book club we have over at Galactic. That there's certain books that we absolutely need to read for book club because we feel like as comic book fans, you surely should be in your arsenal of having read. And it's right, one of those things that this. like there are so many comic book movies that are really good out nowadays that some of these movies like Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. or or the Fantastic Four movie that we watched or I do at some point want to watch Man Thing. The movie in 2005 There's like the Captain America movies I was talking about. He says a lot of those movies get forgotten. There was a Man Thing in 2005. <laughs> yes, direct to DVD. <laughs> um, oh, some of those things get forgotten. Oh, and I, I, I know and what my I, future I, brings now. Talk about foreshadowing. 
<laughs> but like, the idea that I think that it's cool because I think some of these will be forgotten. And it's not like they're they're bad, but it's like I watch bad things all the time. It's not like you know all this right. will be good because there's something so much better coming out. Does that mean we do never need to watch David Hasselhoff as Agent uh, Agent Fury? No, and that's like one of the reasons why I wanted to watch it. So it's not highly yeah. rated. Sixteen percent. It's a sixteen percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes and a three point seven on IMDb. The three point seven actually is higher than I think it should be, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> the the crazy things is like I said. The biggest thing I want to say actually, my favorite thing about the entire thing is the fact that they actually said the word life model decoy. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Yep. That was cool. And that, that you obviously, again, more foreshadowing that when they showed that, like, obviously it's going to happen. Yeah, sometime he just shot it. It was a life model decoy. <laughs> um, the funny one I thought in that, too, was like, man, because when you first see this life model decoy and they're putting yeah. it together and they pull the face out of the water yeah. and it's only an upper torso hanging yeah. there. And I'm like, man, they got that guy together quick. And <laughs> like, also, every time he's moving, it's like you can hear the joints, yeah. like the robot. And I'm like, boy, they must have got a little extra like dielectric grease in those elbows and shit, like real quick. Is the the life mall decoy <laughs> walks in, is like presumably is in the fight with her. Yes. And then she yeah. shoots him, and like at no point did we ever like give off that it was a robot. So they good job on their tech division. Yeah. To get the rest of that put through real quick and get him out there. It was weird too because I never <laughs> saw them on the same set at the same time though either. That was weird. I don't know why. No. Nope. And where did it come from? Like where did he like? Because they said you could take it apart. Yeah. Like, that was one of the things. Oh, yeah, for, like, easy whatever. So, like, what, did he have it in a backpack? Yeah, like, like, uh, it was a rolling hard case, like, my podcasting case. shot out of the air. Like, yeah, what no. was he? Someone was walking in with, like, one of those rolling hard cases, like, my podcasting case. He just opened it up. His arms come out. You click the arms yeah, in. Yeah, start slapping them together. Yeah. yeah. And there's, like, you, go ahead of me and keep track of what's going on, and I'll catch up. Well, like, he does it, say it, five, like five minutes earlier. We never did get, like, where the hell this thing came from. But you know what? And to be fair, there's plenty of times in Marvel comic books where yes. Nick Fury or Doom are killed, and then they're like, oh, it was a robot. Like, yeah. and we never explained, like, how long this was a robot or where it came well, from. We're about to get so I guess that. it fits. In a sense, we're about to get that, too, with Secret Invasion, the new show. So mm. watch Agent Shield if you want. Don't. Honestly, it's not really worth watching anyway. It's hard to find if not you're really. not if you're in the U.S. anyway. Not so don't really. forget that. Not really. But the reason we talked about if, this, the reason I went to watch You know what? If it, this... it was an entertainment, it was if you want some yes. weird, fun stuff after listening to this, go check it out. The reason I wanted us to watch this and talk about it was the fact that Secret Invasion drops on June 21st, which is featuring Nick Fury. It's Nick Fury's, it's Samuel L. Jackson's yeah. first lead role, technically, because Nick Fury has been in all of, of like seven Avengers. or eight Marvel movies, but he's been America, in post credit yeah. scenes, and he's been in like a, a, a supporting role character, not an actual yep. main character. Nick Fury is the main character of Secret Invasion coming out on Disney Plus June 21st. It's the first Disney Plus series of 2023, which is crazy because we thought we were going to get like eight of them, and now we're only going to get like three, yeah. and they're all happening at the second half of the year. I think it's just a restructuring thing over at Disney. Uh, but Nick Fury under uncovers a conspiracy for a group of shape-shifting scrolls to infiltrate Earth in position of power around the world, recruiting Everett K. Ross, Maria Hill, Talos to stop it and save humanity. So I've been looking forward to this. You know that. My favorite, one of my mm. favorite combos of all time is the eight issue miniseries Secret Invasion from, from Marvel Comics, uh, created by Brett Michael Bendis. Um, and so I'm excited for this to come on to Disney Plus. And I think we're going to get some twists and turns. And like, I, I don't think works. I, 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 it's going to be crazy, I think. I think it's going to be an insane show to watch because of the fact that. Who are we gonna find out are gonna be scrolls? Like who is gonna right. be like, you know, when we when you read, I don't want to spoil the comp because I really think people should read it, but but when you oh, found 100%. out that Spider Woman is a scroll, it's like, holy shit, like 
what are we going to get in this thing? Kind of like at the end of Captain Marvel and the post credit scene, there was the the that there it was other. Which was the one where they found out? I was going to say it was one where they were like, were they shield agents? Yes. Hold on. Wasn't I actually that... wrote an article. I wrote an article. End game it maybe. Out, it came out today. The article came out today uh, as we're recording this of what to watch before. Um, yeah. Yeah, because there was the the uh, the post credit scene, and you found out that it was scrolls in the car that like were given the technology or something, whatever it was. I I remember that in credit scene. Uh, and that was like Spider Man. Was Spider Man Far From Home? No, uh, yeah, Far From Home. So uh, oh, yes, wow. I think it was Far From Home. The post credit scene in Far From Home is possibly more crucial than the overall story that in of, of the MCU for the rest of the film. Yeah, for it's the rest revealed of the that, stuff. They reveal that Talos and his wife are impersonating Fury and Hill. And so the fact that That's they're right. both impersonating Fury and Hill, how long have they been impersonating mm. Fury and Hill? How who else is in this and so on and so forth. Does anyone know that? Like, does Fury yes. know that or not? Like And then yeah. the, the idea that in the comic books, so the difference I didn't like about the the the, the scrolls we've seen so far in the MCU is that they've been fairly nice in wanting to help. Yes. They're like heroes slash like you feel bad for them. Yes. Um, for the most part, like there was the cool fight scenes with Captain Marvel yeah. and her chasing them and stuff. But overall the scrolls were like sympathetic, like, Oh, they were hiding and like, they were going to get wiped out and stuff. And that's not what you get scrolls in the comics. No. Like they're not a nice race. They're a conquering race. They, infiltrate and then they conquer and take over and then leave you high and dry like basically this is what we just talked about the lmd the life model decoy this is a very similar sense in that idea of oh someone got shot and then you see them shapeshift back to their scroll and like oh, oh it's scroll not actually spider woman and so on and so forth so that's yeah. that's a that's a thing do we get like factions of scrolls in, in the mcu where it's like there's a good faction who's trying to like save and want to be partners of the earth and there's the other faction that's like wants to take over the earth and so that's what we see this to at this point right yeah. i think i think that's where the story arc has to go at this yeah. point because if i mean we could get into the idea that we you know we saved them back in the whatever what what the hell captain marvel take place in the 90s right yes. that nick fury saved them yeah. and then find out that he saved them and they started invading earth and that they were never good, and then be like, that could be his big mistake, like, oh, crap. Or, yeah, do we get into the fact that they're sort of like a terrorist organization deal, um, you know, and there's, like, the group of them that are going going wild out there, going rogue. Do you feel it interesting? interesting do you find it interesting at all, Paul, that, that they use this as a six-issue mini-series on Disney+, Plus, which is great. I, I'm happy about it being six episodes and not... Uh, one movie or mm. one like uh, six episodes. I feel like it's like giving us a three hour, four hour movie and giving us a, some, some suspense to be built and every week to week to week stuff. I but do you find it interesting that it wasn't that. a story arc? Um, do you find it interesting that it wasn't like a, a phase? Like, I feel like this would have been one of those ones where like there were so yeah, many times we talked about this. There's like 176 issues. Yeah. Like 176 issues that are in the secret invasion thing. It's the same thing I felt with like what Civil War could have been an entire thing when they really kind of focus on a small portion yes. of it. And, it, and it, there's aspects Very of it that trickle into other uh, mm -hmm. movies and other things, but like this, this definitely, it, but... I think over civil war, this could have been a phase that also would have been like, I think civil war, if you did that as a phase, 
it's going to start being very repetitive mm-hmm. of you're on this side and they're on that side and they're trying to enlist or whatever versus this could have gone over a phase and had like the skulls being the main villain and just be interesting to follow them and what's going on and um but and I, I'm so glad that they didn't try to squeeze this into one movie at the same time yes. and gave us a series uh, because it needs to be developed. Who knows? Maybe this is a, you know, like how, like, we have Kang and we have, like, the multiverse and all this stuff. stuff. Mm. Who knows? This isn't, like, a weaving thread through the next 10 movies that this is a kickoff right. for Secret Invasion. And this is a holy crap at the end of the series where, like, this is, we don't even know how far this goes. And that sets up the rest of the, that that there's other big bad right. villains we're going to but there's just some background kind of like what civil war was in the sense that we're still dealing with the ramifications of the severe registration act and what came from them and, and so on and so forth and, and we dealt with scarlet witch and her you know like being targeted and things like that so we've dealt with all that stuff yeah. in the mcu maybe this is that like this is instead of being a six issue series or six episode series that's done that this actually is a six episode series that kicks off a secondary thread in the MCU works its way into another MCU, whether it be a, another large arc or maybe it gets its own movie to wrap it all out. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I am, I think we've talked about this before. I'm more and more in favor of them doing series. Yeah. Um, I would rather have six hours of content for these than to try to squish a major, you know, arc. I mean, perfect example where I hated Thor love and thunder, yeah. but also we took, god bomb god butcher and picked out very small portions of it and we didn't give the the uh main villain gore enough screen time like he could have been on there so much more Mm -hmm. um so like doing this gives us time to build and hide scrolls and what are they doing and um i i would be in favor personally of just seeing marvel do this for everything (laughs) like i mean i love just going to the theater this weekend and seeing spider-man um what is it into the no into the spider verse of the first this is across the spider verse across the spider verse yeah i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed going to the theater and seeing it so um, i wonder if, like we get to the point where now it's like depth. like you mentioned about that one like like a wrapping it up it's like marvel's always gonna have movies always and do this does this give them extra pages to write mm. a story and then bring that story into the movie so we have now seen that excuse me in doctor strange and multiverse of madness we see the, the stuff that happened in Scarlet Witch, or sorry, um, WandaVision, yeah, come into, come this into yeah. other things. The holiday special for Disney Plus is now led into the Guardians of the Galaxy movie number three, and it does stuff from Secret Invasion then go over into the movies. And like, there's this is the first series like this that potentially has large ramifications, yeah, much larger tie in versus your small, you know, like, pieces. Let's be honest, we have this. And then in the November, we have the Marvels, which we know yeah. there's a connection to the scrolls and Mar- Captain Marvel. So, like, is this going to be like six episodes and then bam, a couple months later, bam, we have more scrolls and, and Captain Marvel. And then that leads series, into more yeah. and so on and so forth. So, I'm all about this because you know me. I'm a Secret Invasion yeah. buff. I love Secret Invasion. The one thing I will say is it probably would have pissed a lot more fringe moviegoers or, or comic book fans to have the secret invasion be a larger thing because it would have been the same thing as at the end of a movie someone going Haha, it's a dream sequence <laughs> not actually yeah. happening and so that's kind of where you get in this, this scrolls thing where it's like something happens it happens it happens and then you find out it's a scroll and this other character is actually over here living in tahiti and you don't know that they're actually not the same person and now all that stuff that actually happened doesn't actually happen and so on and so forth so yeah, i mean scrolls still kill people and still do bad things but i'm saying like if someone yeah. dies 
they can easily bring them back in the Marvel Universe. I mean, hell, we have characters that have died already that could come back in the future Marvel movies. I mean, freaking um, um, Tony Stark yeah. could actually come back in the future as a, oh, crap, it was just a scroll. Ha <laughs> ha. He's actually living. Boy, and so that not would, that I wanted that it to suck happen. Too. That'd be what terrible. Is they, now they have yeah. the ability to do that. Same thing with the multiverse. To have characters yeah. come back, even if it's another I version think the of a character. Is a good is a good potential write-in to bring back if you got somebody you wanted to finish a story with or something. Um, or if you need to change actors for something, you can well, I mean, do that. I would not have like, a problem with, with it coming, like, say for Tony Stark, for example. I would not have a problem in the sense that in Armor Wars, the movie that's coming out in a couple of years, hmm. to have Tony Stark from another dimension come in, played by Robert Downey Jr., for like a five-minute clip, and then leave. Right. Like, go back yeah. to his, you know, your, your interdimensional, interdimensional travel you see Tony Stark as a different I – mean, Tony Stark is not Iron Man. It's just Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark walking around town. Like I don't have a problem right. with those. If you bring back a character from a multiverse or is a scroll, so on and so forth, and make them a major character moving forward, that's a different story. I think that's yeah. that gets rid of the fact that death doesn't mean anything in the Marvel Universe, kind of like yeah. Loki. Loki will never die in the Marvel Universe. No. He's like, but he's died a thousand times in the Marvel Universe. Some of that's Loki's died. character I like because it's the idea that he. I know, but still. Yeah. Yeah, the Voldemort thing. He leaves a bit of yes. himself here, there, and elsewhere, and then he pops up again. He can't. He can never be rid of Loki. Wait, no. What I feel like we need to have is stop having Thor give a damn. Yes. Like Loki dies. Thor, stop having like the run down or, or like... your face, and I will avenge him because yeah, who knows? Who knows? Maybe eventually Loki's gonna run out of lives, and you know he's not gonna come back, and this could be the time. But overall, you're like, ah, oh, nah. Well, Thor still least. gets tricked. Oh my god! Yeah, so yeah how he's was... not like... well. You know what? <laughs> He, he's a big, pretty, blonde, dumb dude. Like, realistically, <laughs> like, David Hasselhoff could have been Thor back then, apparently. <laughs> you know? That's pretty funny, yeah. You yeah. know? It, when, it, if you it, need something smashed, you go to Thor. Or Thor. Hit with lightning or something. Go to Thor. But if you're looking for a great mastermind plan, I'll yes. leave Thor out of it. And yes. that's pretty much, like, it's the same in the comics as in the Chris Hemsworth does well for that. Yeah. Like, in the comics, Thor is strong, and but I don't know that he's... It always goes that like he's not particularly wise the way that Odin. No, you know no. they're fighting over something, and it's because Thor is so like nearsighted to something and so like just tunnel vision on it. And Odin's like, you're not seeing the big picture because you <laughs> you just won't like you. Yeah. he's so like bullheaded and everything. So it, it's an interesting thing, and I, I Loki dying, not dying, whatever. But I just do think right. that deaths should mean something in the sense that I've yes. always respected The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones and all these other TV shows and movies where they kill someone and an actually person stays dead because it means yep. that like every episode you don't know what the hell is going to happen. Like they killed Rick, it, even though he's coming back it, technically, but like they it killed takes Rick away in The your Walking Dead. Net. Yes. You watch yeah. a movie, you're like, if this per like we watched Seinfeld and you're like, something bad happens, like Kramer moved to freaking California. Like he's not moving to California. He's coming back. Yeah. It, it's yeah. because that aspect of it's the same thing with comic books. It's like, oh my gosh, they're killing Miss Marvel. She's coming back. You know she is. Yeah. So it's a, I, I'm having this... a hard time with that where they just have killed Miss Marvel and I'm sort of like where there should be a feeling there isn't anymore because you know you're like, Well, how long are we killing Miss Marvel? The, the here's a like, here's my theory on that, by the way. It's the ultimate universe. They're gonna bring back Miss Marvel as an ultimate character and not have the Miss Marvel uh, because the ultimate universe is coming back. So yeah, but, yeah, we have the um, ultimate crossover this summer. We don't, have, we don't have time for that right now. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's going to be a whole podcast <laughs> in and of itself. <laughs> Nick, Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, is a movie we watched. It's you know, it's we watched it. 
Yes, that, there you go. Uh, but Secret there Invasion is going to make it look even worse because Secret Invasion is going to be so much better <laughs> coming oh out God. here yes. uh, on, on Disney Plus on um, June 21st, 2003. Can't wait. And we have a couple of articles either up on the website or going to be up on the website, but Hemis drops. So there's one of what to watch. There's the weird what to watch when I do these what to watch things before a movie. Like, for an example, mm. I have what to watch before the Flash movie. And that was like, obviously, you watch like his first appearances in the uh, the DCEU. You watch right. like, obviously, uh, uh, Justice League or, or, or Zack Snyder's Justice League. Da, 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 da. Um, it was a little bit easier to watch. Did Nick like, Fury, what... Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. make the cut for the must-watch Secret Invasion? No. No. Okay. Sorry. All right. I don't think so. I don't remember <laughs> now. I wrote, I wrote A lot of these articles I write so long ago that it's like... No, uh, maybe you put it under the. Bo- I usually have like a bonus section at the end, right? Where it's like, if you, if you want, want to watch something, you got an hour um, and a half to kill. Let me introduce correct, yeah. you to Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, starring David Hasselhoff. Let me see here. I wrote Infinity War. So there's a couple like it makes sense because the post credit scenes actually make more sense than the actual movie, but it's worth yeah. watching. Oh no, I That's did not put part, it in man. there. What you I put in there as the scenes. as the extra extra credit was to read Secret Invasion as comic book. Because I yeah, think well, that would have actually yeah. slightly more to do with this than 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 Nick Fury itself. So, and it, um, boy, I don't know. Now it's really hard because I say I, I've always run into if I have just recently read it, it makes it that much harder to watch it because yeah. I'm like, that's not what happened in the book. Correct. You know what I mean? So, but if you like, want to get an idea I, of what I, I scrolls okay do, I haven't read Secret Invasion in years. Yeah. So watching it now would be okay. But if we just read it for for a book club, it'd probably be annoying the crap out of me. I can't really... let stuff go. I'm really saying to people that are outside the Marvel or comic book universe, if you want to read a comic book, read it. First of all, it's unbelievable. I love it. The second reason is it kind of gives you an idea of what scrolls are and what could happen in this. Yes. Not the story itself, but like what right. scrolls do, the shape-shifting part of it, the the impersonating yeah. people, that kind of stuff gives you that kind of uh, a basis to part of it's, it's part of their like military plans, yes. right? Like yeah. they definitely use this to the best of their abilities when it comes to what they do. Yes. And instead of just yeah. shape-shifting into like David Hasselhoff in – <laughs> in the United States, they 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 capture they they do other things to make it so that David Hasselhoff isn't walking around in California while they're in Maine. It's this yeah. whole like replacing the person's body instead of actually like just shape shifting like uh you know other shape shifters are dual just like oh I'm gonna be Paul Eaton for today. It's they literally replace them in a sense on Earth yep. and that's that's and one of use those, and use that yes. espionage ability. Yes. They're yes. doing it for reasons. Yeah. And it's long term too. It's not just short term like I'm gonna go rob a bank by acting as a bank manager to the bank manager for months on end and yeah. then they rob the bank kind of thing. I don't know why I yeah. use that as an example because that's not an example for the comic book. No, um, it's not, but that's okay. We'll go with it. But check out Galactic Comics and Collectibles on 547 Hammond Street in Bangor, Maine, Galactic Comics and Collectibles.com. If you want to join our book club, let us know. Send me an email, hello at capesandtights.com and, or at galacticcomicsbgr at gmail.com. And, yeah. and we'll you make can it also happen. email our website, the galacticcomicscollectibles.com website. There's an email option in there. You can send an email right to us. And ask, we're joining this month, uh, the month of June, we're reading Wind. Uh, but if you're too late to get into it now, next month will be Flashpoint. And so let Paul know or myself know, and we'll get you hooked up on that, and we'll figure out a way to get you on the Discord. And that way you can ask questions if you can't be in person. We meet once a month yeah. on the last Tuesday of the month. Uh, but otherwise, and in the future, if enough remote people want to join us, we'll, we'll start Zooming. It's, it will happen. So uh, yeah. check that out. Uh, otherwise, Paul, don't watch Nick Fury, but watch Secret Invasion. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on, Paul, again. Uh, thanks a lot, and I'll see you on Wednesday. I'll be here, Justin. That was a bonus episode of the Capes and Tights podcast right here on capesandtights.com. 
uh, featuring Paul Eaton. Yeah, Galactic Comics and Collectibles, Hammond Street in Bangor, Maine, or galacticcomicsandcollectibles.com. We talked to Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., as well as previewed, you know, Secret Invasion, a much better version of what Nick Fury looks like in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, thanks, everybody. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, find us at Gla- uh, Capes and Tights Podcast on there, as well as uh, Apple, Spotify, uh, you know, all your major podcasting platforms. Subscribe, rate, review. If you can, leave five stars. That'd be amazing. As well as you can find us on YouTube if you want to watch the vis- version of the of the podcast that's a video version or on our website, capesandtice.com, which also includes much more content, comic book reviews, news, and all that stuff. So thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Thank you.